90, verses 10 through 12. Psalms 90, verses 10 through 12. The years of our life are 70, or even by reason of strength, 80. Yet their span is but toil and trouble. They are soon gone, and we fly away. Who considers the power of your anger and your wrath according to the fear of you? So teach us to number, your, number our days that we may get a heart of wisdom. Hey, everybody. Well, I'll tell you what. I was supposed to have the second part of a two-part lesson on aging gracefully. And then I look out, and the back row, with the exception of Carl over here on this side, it's all young people. It's all people that have just have come in from a retreat at Camp Hensel, I guess. Well, glad that you're here. So, with apologies to people who were looking for the second part of Aging to the Glory of God, I am going to preach a different lesson on five resolutions for drawing closer to God this year. Open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 31. It's exactly the way I would have begun the lesson on aging, but in a different way. The passage reads, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Well, if I were talking just about aging, I would say whether you're old or wrinkled, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. But since we're looking at it for all of us, whether you are young or whether you are old, whatever you do... Do all to the glory of God. So what I say tonight will apply to all of us no matter where we are in our lives. Five resolutions for drawing closer to God. Resolution number one. I will practice the Philippians 3.10 principle daily. I will practice the Philippians 3 and verse 10 principle daily. Hear Paul as he says, I want to know Christ and the power of His resurrection, the fellowship of His suffering and to be made conformable to His death. Whether we live 70 years, 7 years, or 7 days... We should desire to practice the Philippians 3.10 principle. Here was a man who wrote roughly a quarter of the New Testament, the Apostle Paul. I want to know Christ. If he wanted to know Jesus deeply and richly and intimately, how much more should we? I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. Think of the tremendous power that God showed in raising Jesus and think about the tremendous power He shows 
whenever we come to him in baptism. Think about the power of God that we see so often in our lives. Everything from a beautiful West Texas sunset to a child being born. They all say a lot about the power of God. But the power of His resurrection. The passage goes on to speak of the fellowship of His sufferings. I want to share and participate in His sufferings. That's what Paul says. Am I willing to do that? What a resolution. No one escapes life without suffering. When we suffer, can we think about the fellowship of His sufferings? And be made conformable to His death. You know... When a person sees a Christian, a person should see Jesus. I would hope that all of us would really sincerely desire to be the type of Christian that when someone says, whenever I think of a faithful Christian, your name comes up. That's awfully humbling to consider, isn't it? But hopefully, because of our desire to know Christ and the power of His resurrection, the fellowship of His sufferings, and to be made conformable to His death, when people think of us, they think about someone who is the genuine article, the real deal. They really are someone who belongs to Jesus. Really, this is all about the great commandment. As recorded in Matthew 22 and verses 37 through 39, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and soul and mind. Mark 12 and verse 30 and its account of the same incident adds strength. Too much Christianity is heartless and soulless and mindless and energyless, but when you really want to know Jesus deeply and richly, your love will reflect it in your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Resolution number two. I will daily seek to practice the Romans 12 and verse 11 principle. I will daily seek to practice the Romans 12 and verse 11 principle. It says... Not lagging in diligence, but fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. In John chapter 2, after Jesus had driven the money changers out of the temple, the apostles remembered an Old Testament passage concerning Jesus who would come. They remembered that zeal for God's house would eat him up. Not lagging in diligence, not slothful, not lazy, but fervent in spirit. When it comes to the things of God, do you get excited? 
however old you may be, do you get excited about God and the things of God? Really, that's an important thing to consider. And I resolve, I want, I deeply desire on a daily basis to not be lagging, but rather to be fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Not lacking diligence, but be a very diligent person when it comes to the things of God. It's amazing how excited we can get about a ball game, about a get-together. Can we get as excited and more about the will and the work of God? It's something to think about in our lives on a regular basis, on a daily basis. Third passage. I will desire to daily practice 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 through 8. I love this one. If you put the brethren in mind of these things, your words in your life will keep in the remembrance of these things. You shall be a good minister of the Lord Jesus Christ, nourished up in the words of faith and the good doctrine whereunto you've attained. The idea is this. Every Christian, regardless of our age, should seek to be a good servant, a good minister. And as we studied this morning, it's God's report card that counts, doesn't it? We sincerely desire for Him to say of us, well done, good and faithful servant. Matthew 25, verse 21. The passage in 1 Timothy 4 says this as it goes on. It speaks of how we are to exercise ourselves to godliness. It has to do with discipline. It has to do with a sense of direction and determination. It has to do with focus and not getting distracted by things that really don't matter. And think about this. How much of our life is invested in stuff that has absolutely nothing to do with eternity? The longer I live, the less I want my life to be invested in things that really have nothing to do with eternity. Family has a lot to do with eternity. A marriage has a lot to do with eternity. Preparing ourselves for better service in the kingdom has a lot to do with eternity. Using our gifts and abilities has a lot to do with eternity. I became a Christian almost 50 years ago and there are very few things that I regret But one of the things that I'll tell you now that I regret is this. I wish I would have watched an hour less of TV every day. 
and invested that time more in eternity. A good minister wants to discipline himself to godliness, to greater godliness, to be a good servant. So much so that Romans 12 and verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds that you might prove the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This is an ongoing thing. Transforming your mind to prove the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It's a discipline. It's a focus. It's about our outlook, our attitude. I love this about Paul. Turn to 2 Timothy 4.13. Timothy 4.13. He's in prison. His time is short. He doesn't have much Time left before he dies a martyr's death. But in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 13, he says, Bring the books and the parchments. Do you see it? As much as he has learned through the years. He wants to keep learning. As much as he has grown over the time, he wants to keep growing. And Steve Mills, he's not done, even though he's close to death. How we ought to pray that God would give us the presence of mind on a daily basis to keep growing and to keep learning Because there's always truth to be learned and there's always a need for truth to be taught. I've often said going to God's Word is like going to the ocean with a teaspoon and trying to drain it dry. Bring the books and the parchments because I want to read and learn and I want to write and encourage and teach and help. Good ministry, good service does that type of thing. Number four, I want to daily practice the Galatians 6, 9, and 10 principle. I want to daily practice the Galatians 6, verses 9 and 10 principle. Do not be weary in well-doing. In due season we will reap if we faint not. As much as we have opportunity, let us therefore do good to all men, especially those of the household of faith. Sometimes we get tired of trying to do the right thing. Maybe it's not appreciated Maybe even it's mocked and ridiculed by someone. As much as we can do good to all, especially those of the household of faith. And then think, don't be weary, tired, and doing good. At the proper time, there will be a harvest if we faint not. Not. 
I will seek to practice on a regular basis. Galatians 6, verses 9 and 10. Number five. I will seek to practice on a regular basis, a daily basis. The first Peter 1, 3 principle and the first Peter 5, 10 through 12 principle. Turn in your Bible there. First Peter chapter 1, verse 3 principle and the first Peter chapter 5, verses 10 through 12 principle. The first Peter 1 3 principle is this I will have a living hope because I have a risen Lord. The first Peter chapter 5 verses 10 and following principle. Notice, after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who's called you to His eternal uh, glory in Christ, will Himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To Him be glory forever and ever. Amen. I will have a living hope because I have a risen Savior. And I will be a person of grace because I have received God's grace. He's the God of all grace. You may be a person who's not even in your teens yet. And you may be a person in your 80s or 90s. But what we have talked about from God's Word tonight, if carefully and prayerfully applied. And I would suggest that you don't just jot this stuff down, but you also think about it and pray about it. Because if you want to grow old and honor the Lord, it will likely be because you have prayed an awful lot about His Word and meditated on His glorious truth when you were younger. Think about it. And pray about it now. When I was much younger, I longed for God to put in me 25 or 30 or 40 or 50 years of experience. It doesn't come down like a bolt of lightning from above. And now I look at it and I preached my first sermon when I was 13. God has a way of answering prayer. But it may not be what we thought when we initially asked. If you want more than anything to know Christ and the power of His rising, to be fervent in spirit and to serve the Lord... 
If you want more than anything to be a good, disciplined servant of the Lord, if you want more than anything not to get tired of doing what's right, but you keep on doing it as much as you possibly can because you love the Lord, if you want more than anything, anything, to do the things that we've been speaking about, here's a passage we often use. Revelation 2.10 Be faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life. By being a person with a living hope and a person who has God's grace and goodness written all over them, we can receive the crown of life. Thanks for listening. And it may be that there's someone here tonight that needs to put on Jesus in baptism. Repenting of their sins, confessing His glorious name before this group of people. Have your sins washed away by the blood of Jesus at the point of baptism. What a way to begin the year. What a way to begin newness of life. And for those of us who are Christians... I would hope that when people think of a faithful Christian, they know that they think of you. I would hope that when God thinks of a faithful servant, He would think of you. Would He? Let us stand and sing.